Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we speak with Jason Cutter, a founder and CEO of CZG. He has a bachelor's degree in marine biology from UC Santa Cruz, where he spent a lot of time with sharks, an MBA from Southern New Hampshire University, and a wide variety of business experiences from technical support at Microsoft to deploying overseas as a civilian contractor. Jason's analytical mind is always looking for ways to solve problems or make situations better. He's all about taking action, not just talking about tentative plans. Those who have worked with him described him as passionate, intense, and driven. His philosophy is a quote from Zig Ziglar. You can get everything in life that you want if you will just help enough other people that get what they want. Let's find out more about him in this episode. Jason, thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Hacks and Hobbies. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, we've talked in the past and I love interacting with you. So I'm super excited for what uh, what's going to come up today. What's going to come up? Yes. So here on Hacks and Hobbies, I love focusing on journeys. We've all gone through many different journeys and it's, it enables us to grow as a human being. And we have, everybody comes with a different set of experiences. And while I do this, I'm going to unlock the iPad so my kids can go have some fun, play some video games or whatever they want to do. And with this COVID-19, you know, kids are everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier and he's like, you know, before COVID, we'd be doing video calls and, you know, your, your son would come in and, you know, they'd be, and you're giving a presentation and the people on the video on the other side, like, um, your son is there. He's trying to scare you. But now or, or, everybody's like, oh, bring in your kids, bring in your kids, bring in your dog. Well, and it, it's super interesting before we even get into the conversation. I mean, it's yeah. just. It's so interesting how the world changes and the expectation of you better be professional and your cat shouldn't be walking in front of the camera on a video call. Or if you're on a phone call and a conference yeah. call, you don't want, you know, your significant other in the background, like talking or screaming. And now everyone is in this worldwide global situation that's all the same, whether you have kids or not, like everyone can understand it. And um, it makes everybody empathetic to just the, the things that matter the most instead yes. of the superficial crap that doesn't matter. Amen, man. You're, you're so right. It, it's, it's been, human beings are very adaptable beings and, and, and COVID-19 has shown that. Yeah. Of course, for all of us, for millions of people that are working from home, unfortunately for the ones that haven't been, you know, working from home, uh, they're consuming content like crazy uh and just to go in that same vein i just saw a video and it it, it was uh, by the holders the holderness family they do these videos and and they came out with the song that rhymes or they, that's a parody of billy jean and they call it quarantine oh man when is it gonna go <laughs> it's hilarious that's it's a it's a nicely done video um but yeah, man, so, so on Hacks and Hobbies, we're focusing on stories, we're focusing on journeys, and we all have a story to tell. And, you know, these stories is what enables us to come up with our why and why we do what we do. So Jason, you know, we met through the 30 days of videos challenge. I dropped off after the fourth video <laughs> this time around, <laughs> but you know, it, it was good chatting with you the few times that we did get to chat. And, you know, I, I wanted to learn more about you. You know, what have you been doing? What's your journey? Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, and I, I think it's always fascinating as I've come to fully embrace my journey. Um, for the longest time, I mentally beat myself up for my kind of crazy windy path that I've been on. You know, I, yeah. I compared it to the classic, let's say American dream or the classic direction you're supposed to go, you know, especially me being the first one in my family to go to college, you're supposed to go to college, get a degree, get a job, work in that industry, 30, yeah. 40 years, start a family, retire, you know, and have this kind of set stable existence, which in reality doesn't ever exist with or without COVID. It doesn't exist, right? That's yep. just not, it's not a thing anymore where someone goes and works at the factory for 40 years and retires with a, mm -hmm. a pension. And then, you know, that was it. Yeah. Um, it's just not, not the world we live in anymore. And um, so the punchline for all of this is that I am a sales consultant. So I have a consultancy and I help companies with their inside sales teams, selling effectiveness. Uh, I'm soon to be author. Uh, I'm a podcaster. Everything I do is focused on sales and persuasion and helping yeah. people be successful. Um, so that's the punchline. And the story really begins early on, which is what <laughs> makes that so funny when I tell people that one of the, the milestones in my journey is that I have a bachelor's degree in marine biology and I spent four years tagging sharks, um, nice. which doesn't make any sense. Hey, it makes sense to me it, it, because <laughs> when you're tagging sharks, you are fearless. So when you go to sales from tagging sharks, I'm like, I got this, this is, <laughs> I've dealt with sharks. These are people. I, I got to tell you, um, I mean, I'm pretty good with people now, but I would take sharks over people. I mean, as, <laughs> as, as weird as it may sound, sharks are pretty predictable, right? They got one mission. They do one thing. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you know, whether it's a two-foot uh, gray smoothhound shark or an 18-foot great white shark, yeah. they're pretty predictable. They do what they do, and they've been doing it for millions of years. Uh, people, on the other hand, ooh, that's, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> Amen to that because sharks don't talk back. That too, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And there's a dangerous end of the shark and the key is to just stay away from that stay dangerous end. That but end. with people, yeah. you know, uh, you know, <laughs> and obviously with people, it's a lot about mindset and how people react and, and just all of the variables that come with being a human, yeah. uh, you know, versus animals in the, in the animal kingdom. Amen. That, that's so true. And, um, you know, sales, sales has, sales and I have a, have a totally different kind of a relationship, especially, uh, growing up, um, when I first, uh, got it, when I first started a job, it was all around, I was all more into computers. So I was like, I'll, I'll look for a computer data entry jobs. And one of the jobs that I had, I had to work with cats there was cats around. So, and I didn't know I was allergic to cats till then. So then I was like, okay, why am I crying? <laughs> so anyways, my next job was, I was like, all right, I was doing some computer work, but I was also calling, cold calling people and getting them to subscribe to this catalog. Like, Hey, we'll send you a catalog and then you can order these videos and these toys and for kids and whatnot. And, um, <laughs> So that was that was hilarious. And I was I was like, okay, not too bad. And then from that, somehow I got into setting up a stall where I'm selling these products. And I was like, okay, it's fine. People are coming, they like what they see. I'm, I'm going to the place that they're going to consume this content or buy this content or buy these materials. So it it worked. But then at one point in my life, I was cold calling to sell used laptops and i didn't have a mentor telling me how you approach a call or how you approach a call you know i would just i just call up like hey you guys want some used laptops i'm looking for this person so three months in they're like you're not meeting your quota i was like what do you mean the quota <laughs> like sorry we can't keep you anymore so from then on, I was like, you know what? I'm never doing sales ever again. Forget this. And since then, I've never done sales. I've all, always connected people, connected with people in a different level. And like telling you, if I had access to you, like you would have probably told me, dude, you're doing this all wrong. You got to go this way. So tell us some of, 
some some tips on somebody who's getting into sales you know what how would you approach something like that well so first off before i get into that what's what's interesting and sad is that your journey and your story with the laptop uh these laptop sales um is how a lot of people end up in sales they fall into a sales role or they need a job or someone says hey you should try sales or they're desperate whatever it is they get into a sales role there may or may not be training. Most organizations literally just throw people into it and uh, sink or swim. Um, you know, there's a kind of a vicious cycle and, and catch 22, which is, you know, we just hire lots of salespeople and the right ones will stick and we'll fire the rest. Um, you don't put in the time and the investment and then that's what you get, right? Almost a self-fulfilling prophecy and just this endless loop, um, which is, it's fascinating because that's my first sales job was in the mortgage business. And my experience was, here's the phone, here's a lead sheet. Um, when the phone rings, ask these questions and fill out the sheet and bring it to me and then I'll do the rest. And it was yeah. like, I have no idea what I'm doing in the first six months were a painful learning experience yeah. uh, that I still use to this day because I learned some things. Um, so I, I think that's the, that's the part that's um, you know, unfortunate for a lot of people who end up in sales is they don't get some real guidance. And then what it does is what it did for you, which is, gives you a bad taste in your mouth regarding sales and you think maybe it's me i shouldn't be in sales sales mm -hmm. isn't for me and then on the flip side of that one of the biggest things and i coach people on this all the time is that you know what we think about with sales is the classic which is i gotta sell you something i'm gonna win by making a commission by you know selling you a product or service mm -hmm. um generally it might be a lose win but you know maybe some manipulation closing lines sales tactics slick things that i can say you know yeah uh, you know if i could if i could show you how this pen is going to save you money is this something you're interested in today like you know all that kind of stuff that it, it could work but it doesn't feel authentic for people um, and so a, a lot of times, you know, like yourself, I have enough experience with you to know that you're really good at persuading and selling. But when somebody puts that label of sales, then they feel confined to this like weird way that it has to be done. Right. Um, and then to answer your question, I think really the key is, is to one side, be self-aware and be authentic to who you are and your style and your past and your experiences. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is to focus in sales on helping the other person by solving some problem or helping them achieve a goal or helping them buy something they want. Even yes. if it's just a TV or a camera or something yeah. like that, that, okay, maybe it's not solving their, their, their pain, but um, you know, how can you do that? And then just using persuasion to move them forward towards what they want right. if you have the solution for it. Now, does there, does there really excellent tips and <clears throat> over the years i've learned that because i've converted a lot of people to be to using you know apple iphones and apple macbooks uh one of my bosses in in at uh, back in colorado he's like i've never owned a mac before or an iphone and thanks to you i'm now using iphone and a mac like it's all because of you and like it's like look at you look at you Janet. so Felt like I was I influenced them because of how good of an ambassador I was for the product, yeah. or and then and then it's not just that I'm I'm a good ambassador. The products also speak for themselves, right? right. And, so, and I think that's the key, right? Like literally, right before we hit record on this, we're talking about cameras. You have an amazing setup. I have a tolerable, slightly better than mediocre setup. Yeah. Um, and we're literally, I'm looking on websites cause you're telling me which one, which camera you would recommend at the low end of, you know, DSLRs. Mm -hmm. And it's literally like, okay, maybe I should just go buy that one. <laughs> and not because you're trying to persuade me, but you're yeah. as an influencer. The key is, is that if somebody's in an actual sales role where they're selling, let's say cameras or yeah. whatever that might be, or laptops, yeah. then you're doing essentially what you did, which is listening to me, asking questions, uncovering kind of the needs and the wants and the desires and the goals, and then yeah. making suggestions and then moving forward uh, like a doctor would do, right? A doctor's mm -hmm. not going to say, hey, your leg is broken. Um, I think you should get it fixed. Good luck with that. You know, let me know if you, you know what you want to do. Right. They go, okay, you need help. I'm going to help you. Any questions? No. Okay, let's do it. Right. Yeah. And that's the difference. Hmm. No, that's, that's very powerful, especially when you put it in that, those layman terms, 
like clearly explaining the process because yeah. we we're all excellent at influencing each other and yeah. what we are motivated against uh but yeah i, I mean also, think about the time when you're excited about a restaurant or a movie and you're telling yes. everybody because you want them to have that same experience as a salesperson when you find that qualified prospect who you know fits it's a good fit with what you have to sell and what they need and you have yeah. to overcome challenges and objections but it's like you also want them that for them um then it really takes on a it's your duty like it's really like what you should be doing yeah um, and, and then what's interesting you know because obviously the whole you know one of the points of your show is the journey in the in the past i think one of the things that has made me really successful and helps me from a sales and then also from a coaching perspective is i was not raised by salespeople. I was mm -hmm. in fact raised by anti-sales people yeah. uh, growing up. I mean, my mom, before she retired, she was in banking and finance. And generally what happens is they see a lot of bad people scamming other people and then having to deal with their finances and stuff like yeah. that. And so she has a pest, uh, growing up, we'd go to car dealerships and it would be a five hour fight of her just battling this manipulative salesperson for hours. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I grew up is that's what salespeople do. You do not be, you know, don't want to be a salesperson. Don't act like that. Um, you know, that's, that's not a, a preferable job path. Not at all. And, and that's a really good point that you mentioned, you know. Um, so people have had a, the bad experiences. Then they reiterate those same problems with television shows and movies yeah. showing those same stereotypes. So now you have the stereotypical, you know, connection with these salespeople where the fact of the matter is that's just Hollywood. That's right. not real people. And, and a, a, a magnification of the negative side of sales when done wrong, right? Yeah. If you think of the boiler rooms, the Wolf of Wall Street, the Wall Street type movies, they don't end well, which is the key to keep in mind. Like they don't end well. Um, but that's what people think of when they hear the word sales. And, and at the same time, what's interesting is that's what the world does not like. Like yes. the world does not want that, but that's just it. tend to seem what works. Because the majority of that movie, you're showing all the negatives. And then at the end, the moral of the story is nobody pays attention to the moral. And what's funny is that another related thing that points to this, this conversation, uh, I was, I was listening to, I was watching, uh, uncle Bob. He's a, and I've been talking, I've been watching this guy. He's a father of agile software development. He's a software developer. And it's like 30 years ago, somebody wrote a book or wrote a paper on how to do proper programming but on the front page of the cover it said waterfall software de development and it's and if people had paid attention and read the paper it said don't do it this way <laughs> <laughs> so for the past 30 years or you know from the 70s to the 2000s that's what people have been doing they've been doing it all wrong and then they're like you know what there has to be a better way because what's funny is and they go into the history of software development and how initially programmers were, you know, they were, they were not kids out of college. No. There were people that were bankers. There were people that had 10 years of experience in their fields that then came in to become programmers. Right. And I was like, wow, really? I had no idea. And then I... I circled back and I remembered my dad telling me that, you know, there was a program, he was working for a national bank and there was a program and he, he got in and he basically, that's how he became a developer and a computer programmer. I was like, that is interesting. So people are focusing on the wrong thing when you should be focusing on this thing. Like you read through the fine print, read through the whole thing to get to that point. So really good. Um, it's, it's tangential, but you know, lines up with, what people focus on versus what people ignore and positivity gets ignored so so much easily because negativity has so much what's that word it's more it's much more spicier right it, well it's spicier it gets more attention and you know if we look at uh, you know more mindset human mental behavior brain science which I have a degree in marine biology. Mm. I have a bunch of other experience. Uh, yeah. I am also not a really smart brain 
you know, parts of the mind guy, like, you know, of all that. I don't get into to details that much. But, you know, the thing is, is our brains, because we still have that primal, primitive lizard yes. part of our brain, whatever you want to call it, whether yeah. it's, you know, offends yeah. you or not, but we all have that and it's all fighting for survival and it all just wants to keep safe. It wants to keep us in our comfort zone and keep us safe long enough for us to procreate uh, and then spread our genes across the world. And then that's it, right? That part of our brain. The rest of it wants to have a different existence, but that part does. And so it's trained from 100,000 millions of years of being on a savanna or in a cave where if you don't see that tiger coming for you, you will die. So it would rather see all everything as negative and then really play everything safe. And then it holds on to those negative things because if you eat that berry, you could die, you could right? Die. Like that, that's the old school part of our brain. And so yeah. when it comes to sales or anything like that in life, it's like, if I pick up that phone and someone yells at me, my ego is going to get hurt. Yeah. It's going to feel like death. I should just not do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. Excellent point. There's, there's so many connections that I'm making in my head. The brain science and, and the, the self and then the, the larger part of the brain and how our soul is just a software on the yeah. hardware that is our body. Yeah. And it's, it's just amazing to, to see it from so many different perspectives. Because, again, we all have a different perspective. And then when we have that frequency match, it's like, boom, synergy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it, man. Thank you. So what are some of your motivations for the things that you're doing on a daily basis. So you've got your, your consulting group, you've got your, you know, you've got your coaching. What motivates you to, you know, to keep going and, and making these connections and, and, you know, helping, helping people. So, uh, I was 38 years old. Now I'm 44. I was 38 years old. I was sitting in, uh, Afghanistan and I uh, took a free Coursera course because I was looking for what I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I took a course, it was called Operations Management. And I realized there was actually a title for what I love to do, which was Sales and Operations Management. And it tied in what I did. That started me down a deeper path, which then I went back to school and got my MBA and then more self-awareness and discovery and understanding that really what drives me the most is helping people transform. Um, And what I really love the most is that light bulb moment, whether it's a whole company and we're building systems and building a team and everything is operating well, or an individual salesperson where, you know, it's, hey, I I had trouble with this. We do some coaching, get back in there on the phone or have another meeting. Hey, this worked. That was effective. You know, that, that feeling and helping people and impacting them and helping them transform. And really not just transform in order to make more money and success in that category, but success as far as like, what are you meant to be doing? What are your strengths? What are you excited about? How do you use where you've been? Yeah. Like for me, I use it all the time. Like, again, my windy path, I used to be embarrassed by it. And now I realize like, because of all that, I can talk to anybody about anything and I can relate to a lot of different challenges in life. Yes. It helps me sell because it's not like, you know, I've had this perfect stable existence my whole time and, mm-hmm. and you know, but anyone in any challenge, I mean, I can relate to it. And what I've, um, what drives me and I get excited by is just helping people, you know, figure that out. And even if yes. sometimes it's not sales, sometimes it's, hey, you should go do this instead. Um, but now, you know, because that's more authentic for you. That's so powerful, you know being able to help and transform. I think transform is, formation is one of the words that I've been listening to over and over for the, for the past week because I'm, I'm uh, taking this new course. And besides the new course, uh, in the Unconventional Leaders, so it's a Facebook group that I'm part of. We do every, every day there's a Zoom call. It's called Coffee Chats. So there's like anywhere from five to 15 people in there. And we're having conversations just like this. It's, it's so powerful. And sometimes, a lot of the times you're talking about transformation. Like you're, and then the one quote that came up was, was caterpillars don't speak butterfly language. Interesting. Because if you think, if you think of people, let's say you're on a path of leadership and success and you're successful. 
And then you look back to people that you were part of before, like they don't want to see you transform. They don't want you to, they don't want you to change. No. Right. So they're caterpillars and you go through this process of transformation. Now you're a butterfly. So the language that you're speaking, they don't understand, <laughs> even though you understand their language, right? So we've been talking about that and and like some people are like, you know, I feel like I'm stuck in this place between this place and this place. And these people understand what I am I'm trying to get to, but it's so hard. I'm like, well, you're cocooning, you know, you're, you're in the cocoon, you're, you're, you're building up those wings to grow. And I feel like I have been going through that process for the past two years, Yeah, you know, before I got myself fired and then I got hired again, it was like a transformation for myself. It's like, whoa, what just, what just happened? Right. I'm, I'm too focused on this thing or getting too bored, but I needed that jolt to you know kickstart my own growth and i just started to surround myself with more positive people with more people that are more accomplished you know that that are doing the thing that they want to do and it all happened because i decided i wanted to start this podcast and i started talking to people like yourself right everybody's doing something and, and i kept seeing the same pattern you know, they took the path, they kept doing it and they kept doing it and then they come out. So it's been, it's been really, really, um, mind melding. It's been awesome. That's awesome. Well, and I think the key is with that, like, um, the caterpillar and the cocoon and the butterfly is that what I know for myself is I thought that's what you did in life and then you figured mm -hmm. it out and then you came out of the cocoon and there you are and then that's who you are and that's what you did. Yeah. Instead of what happens is it's more seasons of life and levels and plateaus and multiple cocoons, yes. right? Unlike the, the caterpillar and the butterfly, it's like butterfly, okay. And then it may be a couple years later, maybe a couple months later, you're going through this like cocoon process again and, yeah. and struggling and trying to figure out your way and hitting walls. And then, you know, you figure out what door to go through next. Yeah. Um, and that's really, that's why I tell people, I mean, really to be successful in sales and in, in focus or anything that you're working on, you know, writing a book, you know, having a podcast, you really want to do it long-term and feel happy and successful inside. It's about connecting with why, like, why yes. do you want to do it? I started right. a podcast once years ago and I wasn't true on my why and mm -hmm. I did six episodes and I failed. Right. Yeah. Then uh, a year ago, I started my my current podcast, and five days a week, uh, you know, two hundred and twenty episodes in, it's like <laughs> it's the easiest thing ever because yeah. I know why I'm doing it, and what I want to do, but not to confuse that with capital P purpose in life. Like, why am I on this planet? Why do I exist? Because mm -hmm. you you probably never know that until your deathbed retrospect, looking yeah. back and go, oh, okay, that's what my life was about. Absolutely. That's, that's an excellent point. Beautiful point. Like, especially the part about knowing your why and why you're doing the podcast. Well, cause we started my, myself and two of my cousins, we started a podcast back in 2012, right? We did four episodes and we were like, Oh, we want to do this because, you know, Apple insider is doing it before it, all these people are doing it. And we want to talk about technology cause we're already talking about technology. Why don't we record it? But then, it all came down to timing. It all came down to the technology that was available. It all came down to, okay, well, it's a lot of, it's a lot of effort. You know, you, you got to transfer files, you got Dropbox this thing, you got to edit this. And now when I started this podcast, I was just researching for somebody else. And I ran, ran into this app, this app called Anchor it's like, yeah, you could just record podcasts from your car, from your phone. And like, Start oh my God, there, I'm yeah. doing this. <clears throat> well, and and I mean, let's be honest, because you're you're self-aware and you're transparent with a lot of stuff. I, I know from listening to the podcast and 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 meeting you and, and getting to know you. Um it you, back in 2012, the reason that didn't succeed wasn't because of file sharing and technology yeah. and scheduling, right? Like yeah. those are the superficial outside things. But I would guess it's probably, you know, not that, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Cool, man. This is this has been a fun conversation. I, I love all the different 
topics that are coming up and, you know, learning about each other. I think what we lack in this fast-paced time and age is these conversations that we have with each other. Because a lot of times when we have, when we go to meetings, you want to meet 10 people, you probably have five-minute conversation, then move on. It just doesn't add up. And, and I think that's the other reason that I love the, the process, the, the conversations, because I'm not only having a conversation, I'm also building a relationship and learning about each other and finding that common ground. And, and I think what's great too is when it's just more authentic and less about uh, some kind of motive or mm -hmm. plan or scripted thing or you know call to action or sales pitch. Yeah, I mean, you know it's it's more of just you know let's talk and see what comes up. Is it valuable for us and other yeah. people? In this case, here on a podcast, and you know what uh, you know what is that message? And exactly, and and you know just recently I I, I heard this uh, a podcast episode by Amy Porterfield and she's interviewing Neil Patel. Like Neil Patel is, uh, you know, he's the guru of SEO, one of the top marketers. And so I'm listening to this episode and, and it's really interesting the way they ask, like she's asking questions because there's an outcome that they're looking for. They want right. people to go download this SEO tool. They want people to, you know, email transfers. And I'm like, that's really interesting how they're doing that. Do I want to do that in my podcast? I don't know. I mean, that I just yeah. doesn't feel like that's my personality, but maybe that's how you become. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where she started. Well, and that's always that balance, right? Is, is how much of it is sales and pushing people? Is it valuable or are you using the platform? Is that your business? Is that your yeah. goal? There's no right or wrong. It's that's about true. what fits for you. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, uh, you know, embracing the sales side and the persuading side and, you know, being yeah. able to provide that value and, you know, in the, if, even if it means monetizing. So on that note, guys, please go to hacksandhobbies.com forward slash deals and you can <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. And speaking of which, go to my website to download my... <laughs> You know, you can get some cool offers you've got. You know, I, I've got some affiliate links on there from Amazon that I'd like to, you know, get some. <laughs> I thought you were serious there for a second. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, no, but there is one thing that, that uh, I have just recently discovered. And uh, one of my guests told me about this called Acadium. And uh, let's say you want to hire, you want to bring on an intern to help you with your, and I was like, that would be pretty cool because I'm hiring people to do some work for me and to be an entrepreneur and to get 90 hours out of one day, you got to have nine people working, you know, with you. So I was like, Hey, this is pretty cool. So he said for three months, you can get somebody to do 10 hours a week for you, work for you for a very nominal fee. Basically they're connecting you with a person that's now going to be under your apprenticeship. So you're, you're the sense. mentor, they're a mentee. I'm like, that's pretty cool. You know, because I, I love teaching people. I love yeah. sharing my knowledge. I'm like, I can teach somebody how to do, you know, these different things. So that's been pretty exciting to see. You know, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. But anyways, <laughs> at this point of the conversation, I, I have some few questions that I like to ask my guests and, you know, get to know. And what's interesting, you know, I, I'm trying many different ways. I'm like, okay, should I ask this question at the beginning of the conversation to get some more? Um, or should I have it in the end? And it's, it's been back and forth. I've tried it in the beginning when, when, uh, when, I'm, when the guest doesn't have a lot of, of journey to share. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the questions to let you open up a little bit more, but we've had a good, you know, we've had a good connection. So we were able to open up to each other. Yeah. So what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Um, I would say the biggest thing that I've started several times and then quit, but still think I could have gone a different path was playing the drums. Oh my God. The drums. 
That is, the that is one thing. Like I've picked it up many times. I bought like electronic drum sets when I didn't want to have a full drum set in the house. I've taken yeah. lessons, like groups of lessons several times. Nice. And I could feel it in me. I just, uh, I just never continued with it. I've never like, you know, made it a, a, an important hobby. Man, drumming is, I love drumming. I just could never get the... <laughs> I can never the, break the hand coordination down. Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. I can never break the coordination between my feet and, and my hands. Yeah, and um, I've I've seen several drum solo videos on YouTube where they've got this elaborate setup. They've got like four cameras, and then they're just going at it. You yes. know, covering different songs and like holy smokes! This but is again, and I and I think the key is, and this is a good lesson for anybody when we're talking about sales or drumming or anything. I mean, the key is, is that when you watch somebody like that, they have reached a level of mastery oh that, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours, you know, very intentional, focused, practiced and playing, not just, you know, practicing to, to goof around. Yeah. Um, and always remember that they started out as a novice, a rookie and a hot mess at some point, Absolutely. unless they're just born a prodigy at like two years old, uh, yeah. which happens. Um, but otherwise, you know, they didn't get there instantly and overnight mm -hmm. so. absolutely and yeah. with that being said i still watch those videos and i feel bad and then i think <laughs> i can't i can't do that i can't play the drums like that i can do other things really well yeah uh, not that no <laughs> <laughs> well that's okay man i uh i try to play the guitar and i um i was actually in the band um nice. and I, you know my my drummer buddy who's he's awesome and I just did the singing part. I was like, oh, I there can do singing and singing as long as I have lyrics in hand because I, I, I still suck at remembering lyrics. <laughs> like, you know, I can't awesome. do that part either. <laughs> there you go. So anyways, I was like, I'm, I'm probably, probably good at podcasting because I don't have to remember there everything. There you go. Perfect. No hand coordination, really. No, yeah, the no, equipment none do the of that necessary, right? Yeah. All right, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? So I would say uh, as, you know, I didn't really have good career goals. It's probably why I ended up a partial leaf in the wind uh, mm -hmm. throughout my life for a while there. <laughs> um, but definitely before my shark phase, I was in a heavy dinosaur phase. This is, and this is in the 80s, right? So this is pre-Jurassic mm -hmm. Park. But uh, oh, yeah. something to do with dinosaurs because my room was full of dinosaurs until, you know, I basically found sharks and then <laughs> went out the window. Nice, nice. I like it. All right. Next question. <clears throat> what is your favorite movie or TV show? So I'm always bad at this. People always ask me this just in throughout life. Like, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I don't ever have, it just depends on my mood. Right. So if we're talking about, um, movies i love like shawshank redemption mm -hmm. and then i like other movies which most people haven't heard of that were just what we watched as a family that my parent my you know my parents really liked and then i've just come to like them like yeah. you know what uh, what about bob and my blue heaven and all these weird movies most people have never seen like yeah i know them word for word and i'll put them on in the background and like they just play um so just it, and it really just depends uh movies like boiler room which i know is a terrible like sales approach movie like the yeah. first the first 10 15 20 minutes of that movie there's actually some really good sales mm -hmm. kind of uh, approaches and information i usually watch the first like 10 15 minutes and turn it off but uh, you know it just depends <laughs> nice you know the movie you mentioned what about bob i've been wanting to watch that movie i've never seen that movie I, i've seen i've seen the title of it scroll around and i was like anytime i hear the word bob it like turns that on what about bob right and um so i'm gonna have to check that movie out i recently watched rocketeer which is on disney plus and nice. i've been wanting to watch that movie for the longest time and i watched it and i didn't know that it was on disney i didn't know it was a disney production and then I, I, i'm like watching on this i'm like that's iron man that's cars that's airplanes because if you look at the planes movie yeah they're doing air that, that, like he's That's doing it. racing and 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 this mister was a he was a crop duster before he got into well so and really like, there's only so many you know movie themes exactly so the question is did you like it 
did you oh, like yes. Rocketeer? You I did. liked Rocketeer. It was it was uh, it was cheesy, yeah, but it was it was well made. There was, and, it was a lot of good characters, a lot of good actors in there, and I was like, "What? That's Jennifer Connelly? Like she's so young in that movie?" Yeah. And I was like, "Holy smokes, it's good." Well, and and the reason why I ask is what I found is interesting, and I've seen this in myself and others, is that if you watched a movie when you were younger or when it came out, eighties, nineties, two thousand, if you watched it. You remember it, you liked it, you have an attachment to it. And then as an adult, if you tell somebody who's never seen it or you try to sit down with somebody who's never yeah. seen that movie, like I've, I've done that where I've sat down with people and said, hey, let's watch What About Bob? They literally don't get it. and They don't <laughs> think it's funny um, uh, because they don't have that same attachment to it or you know, yeah. it's not timeless. So you yeah. had to like know what was going on in the world at the time. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's always interesting when people say, oh, you got to check out this movie. And I watch it and I go, that was terrible. I don't get it. Yeah, I just don't get it. But it's their like a favorite. Like I did the same thing with Groundhog Day, right? I, mm-hmm. So I, I, I had the kids watch it and they're like, wait, what's happening? It's the same day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the period we live in. Was that just a doc? Did you show them the documentary of the... the, the I did not the, show them the, the, the COVID documentary. <laughs> the COVID documentary is <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what's funny is that when that movie when we watched that movie shortly after we saw um i think super bowl commercials yeah and i think jeep right yep yep jeep rubicon did it did it yeah. super funny it was super funny it was absolutely awesome and then another one of my favorites uh is top gun yeah and i can't wait for the one that's dropping this year the new one, the yep. new one, Maverick. Well, and again, right? Do, do you know people who never saw Top Gun? If they watch it now, the original, would they understand it? Because it's so cheesy '80s. It's, it's so cheesy, but it's awesome and it's cheesy. And you know, are you prepared for that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we talked about a lot of movies, a lot of uh, classics. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I would say I'm a, you know, a Jason Bourne mm. type of, you know, thing. I in in my windy path, which we didn't talk about, I also yeah. had some time as a as an adult, uh, like I mentioned being in Afghanistan, I was actually a civilian contractor working with the military, uh deployed many times. Yeah. Uh, not doing tactical stuff on the ground, but doing some other stuff. Um but yeah, I watched those those Jason Bourne James Bond type movies. And, nice. Yeah, that that would be I I think I could do that. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. problem. Why not? I did, I did jujitsu once. Like I could there totally do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. Next question is one of my favorites. Who is your favorite superhero? <clears throat> you can you can tell that by by looking at my background. Uh, I know exactly right. I, uh, um, you know, favorite. I don't know. I guess like favorite superhero might be something in line with a, um, you know, with an Iron Man or a Batman. Again, I, I don't have favorites. I don't, I don't do well with favorites in general. Sure, sure. But I, I like the fact that those are just normal people who have figured out a way to do super awesome stuff, yeah. right? Without being bitten by something or exposed to something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they have the tools and they're super smart and they're, you know, pulling in these resources. They decided. And, and, and yeah, they decided to be and then they're making it happen and then just mm-hmm. creating the tools they need for themselves. I'm sure that yeah. speaks to some deeper level thing about me. But I mean, you know, it'd be cool to, to be Superman and flying, but, uh, you know, to be able to have that dual, like, hey, I'm just a normal person and, you know, I could just create what I want. Yes. And, you know, do that. Absolutely. And I, I totally loved that about um, Tony Stark and Iron Man. You know, the, his entire start, his entire arc of from where he started from, to what he became and then to what it all conspired, you know, came yeah. down to. And you see the evolution of the man, you see the evolution of the human being. And it almost like the topic like the thing we were telling talking about earlier you know we cocoon throughout life because we are growing you know every phase of our life we shed some things and we gain wisdom we gain momentum we gain you know so i think as 
there was a lot of that happening in that movie and, and, and in the entire arc of the movies. And I think that really pulled to me because he's, first of all, he's figuring things out and I love figure things yeah. out. I like tinkering and I like putting things together. So I think that was really what like drew me even closer to him. Plus Robert Downey Jr. He just killed the, he just killed yeah. it, man. Yeah. And that hero's journey is great. He's going through it all the time. He's always struggling. He's not perfect. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this is what's true for life for, for most people. It might seem like they have it together in one area and then another area might be a hot mess. I mean, yes. you know, each part of your life and wherever you're at is a different bucket. Um, you know, when things are good in all areas, it's great, but usually yeah. it's good here and you're growing here or challenged here. And uh, yeah, so that kind of story, it's, you know, obviously always a hero's journey, but still. You know, yep. Yep. you watch Absolutely. it and you go, wow, he's, he's still a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? I don't know. I mean, my, it's funny because I, I, I think like the game of life, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe the game of, of you ever, you ever play the game trouble? Uh-huh. You familiar with that one? I think uh, so. Maybe, maybe something like that. I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm not, I'm not sure. There's so many games out there. I mean, Monopoly, I love the game of Monopoly. And, and like when I play that, and what's interesting is when I play that, when I see other people play it, they usually play the game, how they also play their life. Oh. And so they're either taking risks, right? Like Monopoly, for example, you know, they're laying on a property and there's the people who are just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just going to buy everything. Not even the strategy of winning just because in their life there's ready, fire, aim. And that's the kind of person that's like fire, fire, fire. Oh wait, aim, uh, fire, 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 aim. Um, and then there's the other people who are ready, aim, 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 and they never fire Mm. and they land on a property in, in a monopoly and then they don't buy it because they don't know and what if and they got to hold their money and maybe there's a better deal and then they get obliterated by people like me because i buy up everything yeah a it's the strategy and b i just don't care it's also a game yeah Um, and it's interesting when you step back and look at how people play board games or anything and it's it's usually who they are and how they're playing that's really interesting so when i played monopoly it's been it's it's been a while ago so I don't remember what I did, but I always, <laughs> but the, the, the interesting point that you were mentioning, right? You know, people are holding on to their money, wait to see for the better opportunity. Yeah. But what's funny is that where you are right now is the best opportunity. Yeah. Always. Right? Always. Yeah. Well, and it's good to be smart, right? You got to have a balance between the two sides, but you know, ready, aim, fire, and yeah. then aim, Fire, aim, fire, readjust, fire, and exactly. just keep going. Right? Yeah. Um, earlier today, I was watching um, Viktor Frankl's video on, you know, man, the mean, the search for man's search for meaning. Yeah, man's search yep. for meaning. And in this video, he's he draws, he draws a little uh, thing on on the board. He says, when the plane takes off here. And the wind is heading, you know, wind is heading north and the plane has to land. So it takes off on the east and it has to land on a certain spot. They're not going to go straight because if they do, they're going to miss the spot because of the wind is pushing you. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with us. Where you want to go is not where you want to be pointing. You want to aim higher. So then you would land to the capability that, that, that you are that you can come to and 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 constantly adjust right like if you say i want to hit this goal i want to do this thing and then it doesn't happen but you didn't adjust and you were just like heads down focused on on one path um you're gonna miss it and then you're gonna be disappointed yeah Uh, and it's really about adjusting and calibrating and then really like what it comes down to like we talked about earlier with having a a why and a reason Mm -hmm. why you're doing it the why is the destination, which is here's why I'm doing this. I want to get to this spot, right? I'm going to, I want to fly to this location. Yeah. The how and the what you got to figure out along the way and adjust exactly. the course. Um, but you know, you got to know where you're going. And, and Absolutely. Why. 
Absolutely, my man. That was that was awesome. Thank you so much, man. It was this was a fun conversation. It opened up my mind. You know, we we got connected on a on a what's that uh, quantum level. There you right? go. And uh, it, it was awesome. So, for my audience, where can they find you? Connect with you. Uh, best way to connect that I'm most active is on LinkedIn. So I spend a lot of time on there. That's where we connected. You know, we're doing the 30 days of videos. Uh, so I'm pretty active on there. Uh, chat with me, message me. I mean, I like to just chat and talk to anybody about sales, whether you're owner, manager, sales rep, talk about life, like just yeah. conversations like this is super fun. You never know yeah. where it's going to go. Uh, and then my website, cutterconsultinggroup.com. You know, I have uh, articles on there. I have my podcast nice. links on there. And then um, also, and this is, you know, the slight call to action, but just because I think it's helpful because that's why I put it together is, oh, yeah. um, you know, the ebook that I put together. And then I have a program called Authentic Persuasion, mm -hmm. which is really about helping salespeople, you know, make that shift and find out if they can be successful in sales by, you know, being themselves and doing it their way instead of, you know, feeling like you have to manipulate or, you know, maybe even change careers. So, and it's really about self-awareness. I mean, that's really what I want. If I could just help everybody realize I could be in sales or I shouldn't be in sales, but for the right reasons, then I've, I've, I've done my job. Fantastic, man. That was, that was really cool. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I'll be sure to include the, the links and how to connect with you in the podcast notes, the show notes. And thank you so much. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's been great getting to know you and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 